0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Oakland A's fans on Suicide Watch podcast where everything I love dies. Fuck you, Josh, and Tim. I hate both of you. Fuck the Atlanta Braves. Fuck the New York Mets. I hate
1: everything. It's a tough week for you, my guy. I'm yeah, so it's sorry. a t- yeah.
0: So you took my favorite outfielder in Cana, then you took my favorite starter in Bassett and now the Braves just took my favorite player on the a well that's not true Chapman's my favorite player but my second favorite player on the A's and I don't give a shit what the return was I'm sad me and Josh just took a midterm for our accounting class believe it or not we have lives outside of baseball uh so I already know how he's doing but Tim first of all fuck you thank you second of all how you doing
1: Doing pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I'm I, my my schedule is uh, a little bit of a lapse in my schedule this week, so I'm able to kind of sit down, relax, and watch a little bit of Breaking Bad. Yeah, you
0: don't have to pretend to be busy anymore.
1: No, no, no. I'm just I'm. Uh,
0: I was I was really busy. Now I am now I am less busy. Yeah, you're so full of crap. Anyway, Josh, uh, I know how you're doing, but you know. You don't have to go into specifics, but maybe just tell the people at home what you're feeling.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm excited for baseball finally. So it's uh, exciting to keep up with all the transactions and the start of spring training.
0: We mentioned last week that that we would potentially be getting a guest co-host today. Um, I sent this individual the link to join. They may interrupt whatever we're talking about and join the show. Um, They may not. They may not. Uh, so if they join, they join, if they don't, they don't. We have a lot to talk about despite that. No more stupid, all funny name teams here. Uh, it might've been the day after we recorded the podcast actually, because we record the podcasts on Monday nights and then I upload it because I'm the brains of this operation. I'm just kidding, but I upload it at noon on tuesdays this week we had a bit of an issue and by issue i mean i'm an idiot or this past week we had an issue and the podcast didn't get up until thursday but maybe the day after we recorded the podcast the lockout ended or was it this no it was this help me out josh when was it i'm, I'm sure you know you probably know the exact minute
2: <laughs> i'm losing track of time here but it was oh my god now it it Feels longer than it was because about a week. Let's just say about yeah. a week, right? It was so, Thursday.
0: Lockout ended. As I said to Josh before our midterm, we're not going to treat you guys like idiots. Uh, you probably know what happened. Um, Twelve team postseason. Minimum salary raised to seven hundred k, which is great for baseball. Uh, Universal DH. One hundred sixty two game season this year. Um. I don't know when it starts, but it's starting in like April, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Uh, April 7th, they pushed it back a week. So
0: we're just going to we're going to have probably November baseball again. Uh, Maybe we'll see. Uh, But most importantly, arguably, that means that free agency started back up. And did it ever. Uh, Story has not signed. Correa has not signed. We don't know much about any of that. We're not insiders. Um, Freeman is not signed Rizzo is not signed and despite all of that despite the four, four of the big guys that we discussed in the first episode of this show they haven't moved yet so much has happened that we had to postpone our discussion on Cy Young award winners and playoff predictions just so we could talk about all this stuff so we're, we're I'm using ESPN's free agency tracker here um and it's got all of the major quote unquote moves that have happened over the past uh I guess a week, right? And More we're like just,
2: the past three days, it got off to a slower start, but it's all over the place now.
0: And, and we're we're just gonna talk about it. Um it's it's really that simple. The first thing that happened after the and, and, and to clarify. You know, if, if it's a smaller move or it's more of a low-key move, we're obviously not going to spend much time talking about it. But if it's, and trust me, there are a few of these, if it's a bigger signing or movement, we're going to talk about it. Don't you worry. So the first thing that happened post-lockout, Drew Verhagen joins the St. Louis Cardinals. He's a right-handed pitcher signing a two-year deal. He last pitched in the for the Nippon Hand ham fighters in Japan after six seasons with the Detroit Tigers um I went I I, I did my due, due diligence and found his numbers from that 2019 season he pitched in 22 games and had a 5-9 ERA so clearly uh Verhagen is not particularly an ace um and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me but I'm not the resident baseball person. So resident baseball person, Josh, Josh Evans, how do you feel about this move?
2: It is very insignificant. <laughs> I couldn't uh, agree more. Uh I mean, I, I didn't realize that was the first move since we got back, but uh it's it's listed yeah, as mean, the first move bigger. on ESPN. Um, although we do know that
0: ESPN doesn't give a fuck about anything that is not football and occasionally basketball. So take it with a grain of salt. But still, uh, this is just a bullpen depth move. We don't have to say a whole lot. Uh, next. Oops, I clicked the wrong tab. Um, next. Uh, Rangers bring back Martin Perez for a second stint. I literally know nothing about this guy. Josh, how important is this? Should we care?
2: Not very important. I would say that the minor league contract they signed with uh, Brandon Workman is probably a little more significant than that.
0: I don't even know uh, who that same is. Day.
2: Uh, he was with the Red Sox and the bullpen. He's pretty good. Uh, I mean, he's decent. Uh, but for, I mean, Martin Perez, it's not not the biggest move ever. He's been in the league a long time. Uh, but I mean, veteran presence. It's yeah, it's fine. He, he, he'll pitch. It's whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, if I'm not mistaken, and I've been wrong before, I feel like we talked about the pitching staff being a, a point of issue with all of us with the Texas Rangers. Now, this guy isn't going to come in and fix your entire rotation, but you know, it's nice to see them at least trying to address the problem. I guess
2: um, the only thing they did was get John Gray, and that was before the lockout. They they're relying on younger pitchers to step up like Dane Dunning and AJ Alexi.
0: Dane Dunning um, should have been on our old names team. That's on us. We apologize. Um, it should have. It really should have. Again, I, I said this for a couple last time, but sounds like a porn star. I'm sorry. Um,
2: Rangers also have your uh, Glenn and Glenn Otto. There's oh, another God. starting pitcher that fall under that.
0: My favorite name. Uh. So, yeah, you got a lot of younger bullpen arms, a lot of of just younger pitching arms. It seems reasonable to get a veteran guy who's been in the league for a little while or has been around the situation. Martin
2: Um, Perez is not high uh, uh, on any rotation, really. I mean, he goes to a team he should not be over a three. He doesn't have have to be. Yeah, he's like a 4 ERA guy at best. Uh, The Rangers really have no pitching, so why not?
0: yeah exactly and it doesn't hurt to bring a guy in who's got i i don't know how much how many years of experience he has but um they do they did this with Chara in the nhl they brought Chara in because he's got like 25 years of nhl experience and he knows how he knows how to handle day-to-day life and he knows how to handle a lot of the stresses and the adversities that come with major league baseball
2: so Yeah, uh, martin Perez he's been in the league for 10 years and seven of them were with the Rangers.
0: Yeah. So this is a guy familiar with the organization and familiar with major league baseball. Again, it's not a signing that's going to make or break the Rangers season, but I look at it and I, and I nod my head and I say, it yeah, makes sense. Um, there. And, and the fact that I have to specify that it makes sense tells you that there's going to be moves later that I don't think make sense, but we're not there yet. Uh, the Cubs signed Andrewton Simmons, as I said in our plate Discipline group chat, I am a huge Andrelton Simmons dick rider. Um, he's really good at, at defensive baseball. Not quite the hitter that he once was. This is very simply the Cubs filling a roster spot. One-year contract, $4 million. Um, hopefully he gives us a few more web gems before he rides off into that good night. Uh, does anybody have any like strong opinions on this signing? I don't think anybody does.
2: Yeah, I think he's pretty mid. It's more like the Cubs just had the room and the money to spend. They know they're not competing this year.
0: Yeah, this is just a roster space. And a, and a name, you know, Anderson Simmons. Maybe not the most popular and recognizable name. But, I mean, everybody's seen that clip of him doing the the Derek Jeter move better than Derek Jeter ever did it. Right? And then Freeman, like, does the split where a sack touches the dirt. And you're like, oh, my God. Very I, think, I think, well, I, I, I was a first baseman, so I know that. Like, I mean... It's not, that should be a stat, by the way, sack taps. How many split, you know, who would lead the league right now on that G man Choi, that guy, he, he is leading the league in sack taps, bro. He gets his nuts down to the dirt in a hurry. It's just like, yeah, I can do this. What are you going to do about it? And I'm like, I I can't do anything about it. Um, really impressive though. (laughs) It it really is. And, And if you think it isn't go outside and try and do it. No, you can't ease into it just straight up, just straight into a split. You can't do it, it's very hard. Uh, next up, we got, and and Josh has some opinions about this. Uh, Carlos Rodon,
2: oh, yeah, that was I... cultu-
0: cultural appropriation. I apologize, but Carlos, Carlos Rodon. Uh, signs a two-year, $44 million contract with the San Francisco Giants with a player option that he can opt out after the first season.
2: Uh, Josh, go. Yeah, the Giants are just stuck with him now. I don't have high hopes for him, and I know other people do. I just honestly think he's overrated, and I know he had an amazing season last year. The years before that, despite the number of games he played – or I mean, even including that, 2020 he only pitched four games, started two, and had an eight ERA. 2019 was only seven, so that shows is he's injury prone. The years he was healthy, and I'm putting that lightly because he was not super healthy those years either. It's four ERA his whole career. All all of a sudden, he has a year like this,
0: slightly above average ERA plus.
2: Say it again. Slightly above, slightly above average ERA plus. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he he definitely provides, uh, but it's not, I, I just think it's not the best move overall. And it just really does not help the giants overall, because I, I know that their team was amazing last season and their bullpen is still great. The offense is not going to do what it did last year. I
0: uh, Josh is dead. I think I might be dead. Actually. Who's dead? Someone's dead. Can
2: nobody hear me anymore? Yeah, I think Josh is talking and I just
1: can't hear him. Sorry, Josh. I'll mute. Welcome back, Joe. To- Welcome back to.
2: Uh- I hate the Wi Fi at this university.
1: Welcome back to Plate to Spoon Podcast, where uh, we run dead, our Jesus. Wi-Fi out of a pizza box. <laughs> Sorry, one third of us runs our Wi-Fi out of a pizza box. Hello? Hello? Hi.
0: There you go, Jesus Christ. I hate it. so. so I'm assuming like last time you guys just sat there in silence again. You're
2: no, I was you. talking until we noticed you froze and then uh, the recording stopped. I don't know if it caught everything or not. Yeah,
0: okay, so I don't think it caught everything. Uh, We're back now, though. Uh, We had some technical difficulties there. Uh, EDU Rome, get your shit together. I shouldn't have to jump on a personal hotspot just to record a fucking podcast.
1: Bro, we also use EDU Rome. It sucks. (laughs) That's funny. You think they just have a monopoly on it? Yeah. No, you get that thing where it just disconnects out of nowhere. Like once every big Wi-Fi
0: is lying to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh play discipline really? podcast strongly against uh big wi-fi wow.
2: baseball
0: yeah baseball more baseball Carlos baseball. Rodon uh high risk if, if you could get him to perform at the level he did last year um have fun he was an all-star finished fifth inside young voting that guy is a dog when he's at his best the question
1: is are you getting him at his best yeah. I, I I where... I I again I think it's a high risk high reward situation. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. Um I don't know. It's going to to be interesting to see how it turns out. I I kind of would rather prefer um the Giants to just see if they can get maybe a little bit more young players within their rotation because right now that kind of seems like the bigger concern at least on you know to me. But I mean, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's terrible. Um Especially they are a little bit more of a big market team, so I don't think financially it's gonna hurt them like Yeah, they too, they
2: too can much. eat risk.
1: Yeah. If they uh you know if he underperforms a little bit this season. I don't I don't mind it. Um I do see a lot of the points that Josh is bringing up
2: I mean, Well, Don my... is their ace now with Gosman gone. I mean that's not a good ace. I know how he pitched last year, he's not do doing it. Yeah, I would think Rodon was kind of the replacement to Gosman, the, the best one they could get.
0: But isn't Webb a kid? I think
2: Webb by the end of the season could be the ace if he keeps it up. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll put it to you this way. The best ERA of Rodon's career was in 2015, prior to 2021. That's important clarification. The best season of his career was his rookie age 22 season when he had a 3.75 ERA. After that, he wasn't even below four until 2021, when he dropped from an eight ERA to a 2.37 ERA. And even in his most recent healthy season, he was in a 4.1 ERA range. So is it a flash in the pan guy? Uh, You know, I'm not a, I'm not a major leaguer, so it's kind of tough to say, right?
2: Consistent and injury prone. I don't want that.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't sign it either, but I'm also not paid a lot of money to, organized baseball operations for the San Francisco Giants. And maybe that's for the best. We'll see. I'm sure I will force Josh to eat a massive amount of shit if the Rodon signing does actually wind up working well. Can you guys roll your R's?
1: Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's... Yeah,
0: yeah, go go ahead, (laughs) Tim. Say his name. Say his name.
1: Rodon. There you go. Good job.
0: Uh... Man, I'm the worst sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball show. Um, The same day, Clayton Kershaw returns to the Dodgers on a one-year deal. Um, My opinions and emotions on this trade are not based on Kershaw's ability to play baseball anymore. They are strictly emotional. Uh, It would have been wrong to see Kershaw in any other jersey. He's not the pitcher he once was, but they're still the Dodgers, and he's still Clayton Kershaw. And it would have just been so wrong if
2: he was anywhere else. He's going to be a hall of famer and he's probably going to retire as a Dodger at this point, seeing as how this went. So it's only a matter of time, but yeah, I, I feel like any free agent that was the one I expected. I'm surprised it didn't happen before the lockout, but
0: yeah, me too. But yeah, cause again, it's, it's not like the Dodgers can't offer him something right that they can't offer him something that the other teams can. I'm on a competitive team. I've already won a world series and they have a shit ton of money. Why would I, why would I pick my family up and move cross country for what? Right? Like I already have, I I mean, he got, he was the best left-hander in baseball at a point and he got paid. Like he was the best left-hander in baseball. So he's got a lot of money. Uh, Well, that was, that's the end of the major Uh, acquisitions and trades on March 11th. Uh,
2: I would actually say uh, minor, but the Angels, uh, two minor league contracts trying to at least maybe beef up their bullpen a little bit because of their consistently horrible pitching. I believe they signed Kyle Barraclaw and AJ Ramos, who are names that baseball fans would (laughs) recognize, (laughs) but definitely not what they're not great. Hopefully they end up working out for them. They tried it.
0: Yeah, I I think that it's just, uh, I I, I mean, there are probably so many podcasts that have tried to figure out the Angels pitching woes. We're not the first ones to tackle this topic. But I mean, my God, like, it just, something's got to work eventually. I don't know what it is, and hopefully they still have the elite hitting core by the time it happens, but eventually they have to get good at pitching. I don't it's know how much of it time. is I don't know how much of it is karmic punishment due to the Skag's overdose, but like I mean Jesus.
2: now they sign starters at one year deals every year. It's and sometimes they work and sometimes future. they don't. Very few work and then they're all gone the next year. Didn't so. Dylan
0: Bundy work out?
2: Like the <sighs> one year. Uh, if you're considering him working out by being like their number two in the rotation for being decent, then sure.
0: Yeah, like it did because, like, I'm talking about falling flat on his face.
2: Like, okay, that's okay. Well, then 2021, he had a six ERA and he started 19 games for the Angels. So. That's falling flat on your face. Uh, he's never been good, he's never had an ERA under four in a full season. 2020 was his only really decent year.
0: All right, this isn't about Dylan Bundy, we don't need to drag him. <laughs> that's my fault. I apologize. Uh, speaking of dragging. Uh, the next day, uh, Curly W signs Steve C. Curly W is the Washington Nationals, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, this is filling a roster space.
2: I was going to say, I'd never heard of him. Um, uh,
0: I've heard of C. Sheck. I believe he was a Marlin at some point or another. Um, I think he
2: might be more known as a Chicago Cub, but I'm going to look into that now.
0: Steve C. Sheck has been in the league for 11 years.
2: He oh yeah, Marlins longer. You're right.
0: Well, he was with the Marlins, yeah, for from 2010 to 2015, and then after oh, that, he's he... got
1: a little bit more of a. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. He's 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 a he went on a little bit of a hot streak for a little bit with the. I mean, it seems like he um, you know, he built up quite a little bit of a reputation. I'm surprised I have not heard of him before this. Had a solid season last year. Well, he
0: only pitched in. No, he pitched in 74 games last year. I mean, he's part of that. He's part of that Angels bullpen, which is not a good thing that you want to be associated with. But he's it's tough to gauge him. Like I said, the Nationals aren't going to be competing for a World Series this year. And you can't blame them. They already won it in their last year in their real what wound up being their last window of competition. Um, And now they're just they're rebuilding. They got to they got to get the they got to get some guys. They got to draft some guys. They got to trade for some guys. Um, we could sit here and be like ESPN and just debate big level topics about whether or not Soto gets traded. But the reality is, is that they're probably shedding payroll. Um, they're
2: not going to be good for a few years. So this is just a roster spot. Maybe c plays well. He's 35 years old. Yeah, I honestly don't know why the Nationals are going to the lengths to sign anyone because based on their offense as it is, if you're excluding Nelson Cruz, who I'm sure we'll get to, it's yeah. not – a well-rounded lineup at all you're relying on st- just seeing how some younger players do like keybert ruiz and yadiel hernandez uh it's i mean like luis garcia carter keyboom they've had their small amount of time in the majors lane thomas who they got in a trade last season but it's really just soto and bell on offense and now nelson cruz we'll
1: the pitching there.
2: is what they're adding to and i don't really know why i don't think they believe that they're going to be passing the Braves or the Mets in the division. So,
0: And if they do, they're tone deaf. I mean, like, if if they seriously think that they're going to compete in the NL East, which just had the Mets get significantly better, and now the Braves get significantly better with the addition of Matt Olsen. I'm sorry, Freddie Freeman. Ol- Olsen's just a tad better, at least if we're going on last season. And he's better for their future. The Braves aren't even done either. Am I like dead again?
2: No, you're good. good. Uh, I thought someone was going to chime in there, but that's fine. Uh, It's yeah. I I don't know. The Nationals, I would just be taking the losses at this point. They're not ready to compete. Every team in the NL East is trying. They've made lots of additions. Already, and the Nationals are behind, and they were already behind at the end of last season.
0: Let everybody take each other out. At at minimum, it looks like the Braves are going to be out of competition within, what, five, six years? I mean, because they're going to have a lot of turnover. The Phillies are done very soon. Uh, The Mets, to be determined, they got a lot of veterans now in that Mm -hmm. locker room.
2: Um, Uh, they can spend as much money as they like at this point yeah Uh, clearly
0: cohen if there's one thing that we've learned in his two years of ownership it is that steve cohen does not give a
2: fuck (laughs) going to write the checks oh he's he's planning on spending more because he's not at the next like tax penalty yet
0: i don't so why not
2: yeah i don't think it's gonna I don't think it's going to work as well as
0: some people think it is. I think I, I, and I'm not saying that all those signings are going to fall flat on their face, but I'm going to draw a comparison to another sport here with uh, the Washington commanders. You know, there was a, there was a point where they would blow a ton of money on free agents every single year. And it would almost never work out because when you, when you sign somebody in free agency, you are putting all of that money into the success of this one player. Right. And believe it or not, players sometimes don't work out. So that's a lot of money that you just lost. So I wouldn't expect everybody to be a home run in uh, well, home run, actually, in a more literal sense. But I, don't, I wouldn't expect anybody to be a home, everybody to be a home run in, in Mets town. But he's definition of throwing shit at the wall just to see what sticks. I mean, he is really
2: I credit him this. He wants to win. Well, after a season like last year, which I know was unfortunate after how long they led the division, but probably angering it's the fact that every player, I am not exaggerating literally every player at some point in the season got injured and like three quarters of the team pitching and hitting underperformed. You would assume that they, most of them would stay healthy and not get re-injured. And some of them would live up to what they're supposed to be doing. That's just probability. Odds are they would all stay bad all of a sudden. I can't imagine someone like Lindor and McNeil. And uh, I mean, like anyone they have. It's yeah, I, I just don't think that a team with the players they have. And I know this is coming from a Mets fan. But you look at their team, what they have right now, what they even had last season. They're not below 500. There's no way. I'm not saying they're guaranteed to win the division, but they definitely should be closer to 90 wins than 81 and 81. And they didn't even get that last season.
0: If they exactly. if they do somehow fall below 500 or don't make the playoffs this year, they need to look in the mirror in that, in, that, in that front office. And they need to change how they're doing it. I they think they already the need pursuit. to.
1: I mean, to be entirely honest with you, and again, we – we all saw that. What was it? Foolish baseball video. Uh, you're Here's, gonna have
0: to. There's quite
1: a few of those. Yeah the the most the most recent one didn't see it. To be honest you, you didn't see it. No. What is it about? Yeah, it was it was about the Mets statistically having one of the most proficient hitting seasons in MLB history, but not making the playoffs yeah. because they cannot hit with players in scoring position. Yeah. At, at one point, it's it's a question. I don't want to dive too much into this because this is yeah. distracting from the main point. But again, at one point, you need to question the leadership behind everything that's going on because the talent is there. Signing um, all of these players that, again, we'll get into because there was one big signing that we Fuck will definitely you. mention. <laughs> <laughs> There's one big signing that we'll definitely mention. But at some point, you know... How many people can you go out and get, you know, you need to be able to build, build a leadership and build a, a good locker room presence within a team. I and think at that, one point does that get interrupted?
0: I think that Buck Showalter helps that we're not, we're going to, we're going to cut it off here, unfortunately guys. But um, the, you know, I think Showalter helps that the question that is being asked by Cohen and the Mets is, can we buy wins? And I guess we're going to find out. So the next move and, and you
2: have done it for a really long time.
0: Yeah. Yep. So next, next move. Um, kind of funny in retrospect, Rangers send, uh, Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Did I say that right? I apologize.
2: Kinder Falefa. I, I think that's what I heard. Kinder yet. Falefa
0: to the twins. Catcher Mitch Gardner, Garver heads Texas. Um, I know
2: very little about either of these guys, Josh, break it down. So, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, um, I'm guessing most people might have heard of him more last year than any time, because he ac- actually, I mean, I would say breakout, but i he definitely had more attention drawn to him. He is an amazing fielder. Uh, I believe he actually started as a catcher. He was the Rangers shortstop last season. Of course, he was traded because now they got Seager and Simeon, so there's no room for him. But uh, yeah, he's... A good player. Uh, He was hitting leadoff, I believe, for the Rangers a lot. He gets on base, not an incredible amount, but he gets on base. And again, he has the potential to be a gold glove fielder. I think he won. Oh, no, sorry. Gold glove in 2020, not last year. But uh, he's good. I I like him. He's just not going to definitely not hitting for power, but uh, he's a he's a decent leadoff hitter.
0: Yeah, and again his name's gonna come up a little bit later. You know anything about Mitch Garber? I I certainly don't. Um I haven't seen his name anywhere. Um
2: let's they see would be using him as a catcher. Uh but again, just not the greatest offensively, defensively. I don't think he's like amazing, amazing. He's better than what the Rangers had, I can tell you that. 13 dingers, 34 RBIs, 875 OPS. It's not bad.
0: Um, and, and you just said it, it's better than anything the Rangers had. So um, this is a good move. I think this is a move that fills needs for both teams. Um, there's also Ronnie Henriquez to the Twins. So the Rangers, who we just established needed, or is, it's right-hander, Ronnie Henriquez. I don't know if I said that right. Um, to the Twins, so after we just talked about how the Rangers need to fill up their bullpen, they trade away, or they need to fill up their pitching staff, they trade away one of their pitching staff members. Um, i don't know how that's gonna work i guess we'll see uh next move blue blue jays land Yusei Kikuchi. uh his name has Kuchi his name has Cucci in it so you know that's gonna get a, a seal of approval from me he's a left-hander he signed for 36 million dollars over three years uh josh is a big fan of this contract after briefly looking at this guy's numbers uh i i'm gonna say i am as well uh you know he's not the greatest guy ever but he he was he was brought in to add depth to a starting rotation and i think that he's
2: gonna do that yeah, I'm going to say, Yusei Kikuchi, I saw improvement in him last year. And surprisingly, for the Blue Jays, they all of a sudden developed an amazing roster. And I know they played well last year and they just missed out on the playoffs. But Yusei Kakuchi's is their number five, probably. And that's pretty good to have a guy like him at number five. In no particular order, you have Berrios, who they extended, Gosman, who they signed, Hinjin uh, Ryu, and Alec Manoa, the young pitcher who uh, I, I looked really good last year uh, and then they even have depth in uh raw stripling who's more a long reliever and then uh Nate pearson who a uh, uh, good prospect uh, i hope he uh, he didn't look so great in the majors from what i saw but they have a lot of options
0: yeah the, and and that's the good news is that even if one of these guys doesn't work out for some reason uh the blue jays have backup so That's why I also like this deal. This guy was an all star last year, which I'm looking at his seven and nine record and his four five nine ERA and saying, hmm, or excuse me, I'm looking at his seven and nine record and his four four one ERA. And I'm saying, how is this guy an all star? Um, but as Josh just said, this is a good depth move for their uh starting pitching rotation. He's 30 years old, you didn't sign him for too long. Um, you're not going to have a crazy burden of a contract five years down the line. If this guy doesn't pan out, um, overall, I would say this is one of the more low-key, uh, signings that I think will have positive results.
2: And it gives them a second lefty, which is not something most teams can say. Yeah. It's it's a great up.
1: bullpen depth. Great. Well, great, great rotation depth. Yeah.
0: Pretty solid. Pretty uh, solid. Again, more reasons to put Joe on suicide watch. Coming in, uh, White Sox add Josh Harrison. I love Josh Harrison, so I can't have him on the Athletics because that's how it works. They also add Joe Kelly because the fucking White Sox needed more bullpen arms.
1: L of the day. I actually really like. I really, really, really like this. Uh, this. Uh, these moves. Um, I think the White Sox pick up, you know, a really, really, really solid player, Josh Harrison. Um, you look back at you know the past few seasons um when he ended up moving to uh oakland i, I you know his uh, batting average kind of decreased a little bit but i mean you look at his 2020 and uh first half of 2021 stats they are pretty good um i really really like the signing list i think it adds uh you know some really needed uh depth and uh
0: you do realize that i, I don't like him enough. right i know. Okay, I was gonna say because I thought you said L of the day, and I was oh oh you're talking about no L of
1: the day for you, my guy. Yeah, no,
0: I'm in fucking hell.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I would think Josh Harrison is based on what I can just think off the top of my head, probably would hit number nine and start at second for the White Sox because I'd imagine, I mean, they have Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn who are young players. They'd probably be at DH one or the other, but they have a great team, and like, I mean. We, you mentioned Joe Kelly, that bullpen is just the entire thing is a great reliever, just a great name. And how did bullpen get better? I don't know, but like, I mean, just bummer crochet. uh, They signed Kendall Graveman, Liam Hendricks, now Joe Kelly. They still have Craig Kimbrell. Michael yeah. Kopech. cuz let's let, let's great. throw
0: another A around in there fucking Hendricks fuck <laughs> god damn it
2: yeah
0: sorry about that oh my god i hate life speaking of hating life uh okay actually before we before we hate life uh let's wrap up um this white Sox signing both of them are good deals i actually i really like signing both of these guys i i, I think that joe kelly is kind of why <laughs> you know uh to an extent like, why? You guys really needed more? Uh, okay. But then Josh Har- Harrison's an all-around good utility guy. A lot of fun to watch on the base pats. Uh, ag- a- freakishly agile. Excuse me. And apparently finished ninth in MVP voting at a point. So, you're getting a good depth, depth utility guy. Uh, and now we can start talking about the moves that made Joey want to kill himself. Over the past couple of days, I'm not even going to fucking say the trade. Somebody else who's a Mets fan, say the trade.
2: Uh, yeah, Chris Bassett for uh, JT Ginn and Adam Aller, who I am not aware of, but probably not important. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as you can see, the A's are getting just rid of their pieces and building for the future. Hopefully... It, I wouldn't even call it a rebuild. I would say they're just restructuring. I don't think they'll be out of it that long. But, yeah, they, we're going to get rid of Chris Bassett. He has only one more year until he's a free agent. And uh, JT Ginn, I believe the Mets' top pitching prospect. Uh, he was drafted second round 2019. He's still in single A. but Was he a, a <laughs> starter or reliever? Uh, I mean, I oh, yeah. believe he was supposed to be a starter, but – Okay. I mean, you're getting something for Bassett. They were going to get rid of him anyway, so.
0: I fucking hate everything.
2: Guessing it was the best offer.
0: I I guess I don't know. Maybe Steve Collin was like, "Man, those Oakland Athletic guys really know how to manage a team. Here, sign all of their players."
1: <sighs> yeah, I, I I think obviously you know it's a you know all star, no Shut I, I... all
0: star <laughs> in the green and gold.
1: No, kind <laughs> of oh! sucks. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I kind of wish the Mets looked a little bit more into, like, relief pitchers or closers. They definitely still
2: are. They missed yeah, out, unfortunately, on a couple, but yeah. He yeah. can't
1: keep getting
0: away with it! <laughs> he can't keep getting away with it!
1: Joe, I would like to let you know that this is, like, this is something that your team is doing to, to themselves.
0: I know. I'm saying Billy Bead can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> He <laughs> can't keep getting away with it. Stop letting me get emotionally attached to players.
1: Fuck. Billy really Bean alone.
0: Billy Beans a great general manager, great baseball op, but fuck. I am upset.
2: The A's got a bunch of good players in the past couple of days. And unfortunately, they're likely to trade to get more, but that just means you're going to probably fill up a team with some good players. And the future you make a signing or two that's a little bit bigger, still in there pay range i know they were talking about like competitive balance with them specifically but it's yeah they're just going for prospect packages and hopefully a lot of them work out they're most of them shouldn't be so far off from the majors where i'll say the a's are not going to be like a 90 loss team in three years probably not even in two years you might expect it next season when you're waiting for some of these prospects to come up but it's not going to be that long and the a's know how to run a team much better than some of these other it just makes
0: me fucking sad i feel bad for sean murphy the most because
2: like he's gonna be
0: developing on a really bad team and i'm gonna get emotionally attached to him because that's how it works and then after that he's gonna fucking sign somewhere else or get traded by the time we're good and then the cycle continues jesus christ
2: Oh, uh, well, I got a catcher that we'll talk about later that will probably take his place. I don't Redick. think John Murphy's part of
0: Reddick, Cespedes, Donaldson, Jed Lowry, sort of. Fucking Christ. Uh, there's more names too. It's just I'm blanking. I don't
2: like to talk about Jed Lowry.
0: Hey, but I do. Will Smith
2: don't have the customers' refs. Oh my God, I'm in pain. I mean, as far as the Mets go, and I know we talked about him. Great trade for the Mets. Number three. Great trade for the Mets. It's great. I mean, they really didn't have to give up too much. Uh, JT Ginn, you never know how he's going to do. Still just not a lot of time yet playing in the minors. But uh, DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, and then you have Taiwan Walker at four. And if they're still looking at another starter, you push someone like Taiwan Walker down to five, that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, starting to starting to resemble that 2015 rotation. Um, you got a stud, you got a stud Except pitcher. Yeah, as long as he doesn't, as long as he doesn't get hit in the head with the long drive again, yeah. uh, he's an all-star starting pitcher. Um, I'm mad, I'm I'm furious, but at least I'll probably go on fanatics after we stop recording, and pick up his jersey while it's on clearance. God damn it. Next. Jordan Lyles, Orioles agree. Orioles agree on a one-year deal. They're finalizing a one-year, seven million dollar
2: contract. I literally have no idea who this guy is. Josh, help me out. Yeah, he's. I mean, you go from the Rangers to the Orioles. Uh, that's not fun, but it kind of reflects the kind of pitcher he is. Out of the frying pan into the far, into the fryer. Yeah, he. I. I honestly don't know how he's been in the league so long. His career ERA is five point two one. If that Jesus. tells you anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So they're just filling around. Eleven roster years
1: spot. is a yeah, quite a quite a long tenure for a for a five year guy.
0: Next, Rockies agreed to one year deals with Alex Colomb and Jose Iglesias. This effectively guarantees that story is gone. We knew it already, but it, this guarantees it. Um, this is filling up roster spots while they continue to suck for the next decade. I'm I'm
2: surprised that they're actually adding players and not just giving things up. Like, they're actually going out and extending people. They're pursuing Chris Bryant. Oh, my God. Why? Uh, Don't ask me. The Rockies don't know how to Clearly, (laughs) a team. What the fuck fuck is... You didn't want to pay Arenado?
0: You didn't want to pay Arenado, and now you're going to go out and fucking spend money on Bryant?
2: I I mean, I thought it was just between the Mariners and Phillies, really, but they seem to be heavily... In on him. Of course the Phillies uh, are in the middle the Rock- of it. Of
0: course the fucking Phillies are in the middle of it.
2: The Rockies still have good pitchers out there. They're a trash and organization. Yeah, I know it's Coors Field, but the, their, the starters are pretty good. They went out of their way still to extend – who was it? It was CJ Crone by maybe like a year or two. And then I think it was – Oh man, maybe it was Domingo, or sorry, not Domingo, Herman Marquez. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. They they have a lot of young talent, surprisingly, and I look, feel like a lot of it goes unnoticed. But they're not just completely giving up. Yeah, Obviously, but, they're not going to win anything. But they weren't as bad as people thought they were last year. They're not yeah, going to be last. I can tell you that. Look, in
0: look, guy running day to day baseball operations with Colorado. Here's the advice of a 19-year-old schmuck in Buffalo. Pick your, or or, make up your fucking mind. Are we tanking? Or are we going all in? Or are we just gonna, you know, fucking get a bunch of names so that way we can throw firework nights for the kids and just college season? Because that's what it looks like right now. Are you committed to winning? Because it sure as shit does not look like it. Ugh. You won't you won't you opt out of the Arenado contract after you sign him to it to cut payroll. So that way you could go sign the older, slightly less fielding wise, talented replacement. If they get Bryant, we'll see. I doubt
2: it. Oh, they're not. I don't know why they're going. So, like, I really don't know why they're interested. But, you know, they're trying not to promote tanking anymore you saw that with the 16 draft lottery they have some other rules involving that which i'm not going to get into Yeah. well but... you're
0: gonna suck either pay your guys or don't don't do half and half get in or
2: get out i mean honestly yeah they're not going to be better than the dodgers or padres probably not the giants and i know i'm <laughs> I-, I keep saying i don't think the giants will be good they're not gonna be that bad the rockies they played well at Coors Field because offensively, it's easy to, for them. To pinball if they're, machine. They have a full rotation. For a bad team, they have names. They have Kyle Freeland, Austin Gomber, who's been a pretty good lefty, I think is underrated. Herman uh, Marquez and Antonio Sensatella. They lost John Gray. Not that it really matters for them. It's four Ooh. guys in the rotation that have the potential to be decent pitchers. Uh, I would think maybe a couple of them above average. You get some of them pitching well in more pitcher-friendly parks on the road. They're not going to be a 90-loss team, maybe, especially if they're going after someone like Brian. They're looking for an outfielder. They were interested in Conforta. They're not going to get him. Is, it, there's a lot of teams. And he's a Boris client.
0: Um, It, it just – you have aggravated me to the point that I – Somebody who once liked and rooted for the Rockies, not hardcore, right? Like if they were playing the A's, I obviously wouldn't root for the Rocks. But like, you know, I wanted to see the Rockies do well. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, fuck you. I hope you fail. So that way, everybody in your organization, top to bottom, gets fired. Your org- your players deserve better, your fans deserve better, and your city deserves better than the Honestly, bunch of stooges and sellouts that they they got fucking running the show up there. Jesus Christ! All right, let's get off the Rockies before I start yelling and cussing more than I already yell and cuss. Well,
2: uh, you won't have to talk about him again. So,
0: yeah, thank God. Until next week, when they sign Bryant and trade for I, I don't know Chapman. Why? Because they needed name recognition, so they go get two third basemen and make one of them play shortstop. I'm gonna pull a Rodriguez. All right, Cubs agree to minor league deal with Jesse Chavez, uh, veteran reliever, won a championship last year with the Braves. Once again, filling a filling a, a roster spot, so we won't spend too much time on it. Uh, another big trade here: Cincinnati Reds announced that they are trading Sonny Gray and minor and a minor leaguer to the Twins in exchange for a prospect and a right, or, or just exchanged in exchange for a prospect Chase Petty. Um, I think that this shows a lot of what Cincinnati's intentions are for the future. They clearly don't seem like they they're in a win now mode. It seems like they're kind of taking a step back. Uh, what do you guys think?
2: I I don't I did not expect them to try to be like blowing up their team. It's not blown up yet, but I mean, you lost Winker and Eugenio Suarez today, two we'll get, we'll power get hitters, and Sunny Gray was pretty good last year. I, I would think Luis Castillo would be next if they're doing going through with this. Wait, did you Wait, say Castillo? He's...
0: You say yeah, Luis
2: Castillo? Uh, the other Luis Castillo.
0: Fly ball!
1: Other Drop one. the ball!
0: He dropped Bro. the ball! Bro. Here comes Texiera, and the Yankees win.
1: Now is now is not now is not the time for this.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! He dropped the ball. What in it? Somebody just yelled, fuck you, outside my room. (laughs) I guess someone's a Mets fan. Adios, Mio. Sonny Sonny Gray was – there was a point where Sonny Gray was one of the better young pitchers in baseball. Uh, His career has underperformed its initial promise, but he's still a very good major league pitcher. And we talked about in our season predictions that the Twins have to get better in terms of their
2: starting rotation. This is a good step towards that. They just got better in their starting rotation. They've been making a lot of trades. Their offense – it has a lot of power. They have some promising young players. I, I wouldn't say they're like like all-stars, but they can definitely fill in some of the holes on that team. The pitching, of course, is where they have nothing, and they're, they're actively making an effort to get better in some cases. So, yes, Sonny Gray is a step in the right direction. I was surprised to see the Twins drop down so far last season. Like People predicted them to be a wild card. Yeah, well, they're not going to
0: do shit. They're the Twins. They haven't won a fucking playoff game since, what, 4
2: Yeah, but when you go from, like, 90 wins or the equivalent of 90 wins to close to 90 losses, or I don't know exactly the record, but, it like, I would not have expected the Twins to suddenly just not be able to compete anymore, especially in a division like that where their only problem should have been the White Sox. They, they're not going to be a great team. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, obviously. Team with the obvious flaws. Yeah, but I, I've seen some high points from the offense. They're pitching. They're trying to get better. I mean, you see them making a lot of trades already. But it's, yeah, they're still probably going to finish fourth at best in the division, or third at best. I would think fourth is more realistic for them. Uh, they're probably at least slightly right under now. 500. At, at, least, at least right now. Um
0: technically they're not done um, but you know at least they're try at least they recognize what the problem is and are adequately trying to to fix it um Cardinals add Nick Nick Whitgren he had a two and nine record with one save and a 505 era last season do you need me to say anything else
1: roster spot
0: more depth for the
2: Cardinals who do need the pitching so
1: who do need who do need measures. yeah
0: there you go uh speaking of the NL central and pitching the reliever for brewers Brad Boxberger returning one year two and a half million dollar deal
2: um not really so important anymore but not yeah. ter- not mm-hmm. ter- not, ter-
0: not terribly important uh unfortunately for the brewers their problem was in pitching or was in hitting um we'll get there but um this move doesn't fix that so you know Again, very nice sentiment, but uh, you were supposed to get better at pitching. Or, at, fuck, you were supposed to get better at hitting, and you didn't get better at hitting here. Unless, well, it doesn't even matter. I was about to say, unless he's somehow a better hitter, but he it doesn't even matter anymore because of the universal DH. Um, Next, former MVP Josh Donaldson heading to the fucking Yankees because I can't have any nice things. For Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela, <clears throat> uh, I was saying that Yankees should have traded fucking Sanchez back in 2016. It seems like they bought into the adage or the adage buy high and sell low. And that's not an adage, by the way. It's just a fallacy because why would you do that? It minimizes profit. But that's what the Yankees did, at least with Sanchez or Shella. Um, you know, although not at its highest point in terms of value, is still a very well-respected utility infield type guy. He's he played a lot of third for the Yankees. Um I think this is a good trade for the Twins. Uh not a crazy good trade, but I think it's it, it it's fine. Sanchez is a, is a decent bat when he's at his best and shell is a good utility guy. Um you get you get out from underneath the Donaldson contract even if it was just one year left. Um Kenner, Kenner falefa has a less than a week career as a Minnesota Twin and one day yeah, and catcher Ben Roadvet. Um, I couldn't even find this guy on the baseball prospects list,
2: so it would. Oh, stri- uh, he, I believe he's been in the majors, but Rortvet. Um, he. I mean, if they're using him, it's like strictly, like it's strictly defensive, and I don't know how good he is exactly defensively. I imagine he'd have to be decent to have a job in the league with. Yeah, well, he's batting
0: one six horrible. nine in
2: the league. Yeah. yeah. I'm more interested from this trade. I know everyone points out Donaldson here and Gary Sanchez, but the Yankees are left with Higashioka and Rort Vet now. And I mean, I wouldn't want those two as my catchers. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're going to do.
0: Clearly, they're not there. expecting much offensive contribution from their catchers. I guess you would if you had Gary Sanchez, who is like an above average heading catcher and a dog shit defensive catcher, like you might also panic in the other direction. I Just was going to say, I feel
1: like the Yankees have the opportunity because of who's in their lineup. They don't necessarily need an extremely
0: they don't need out, offensive-heavy offensive
1: output catcher. Um, I feel like this is a pretty good trade for the Yankees personally because of that. I think it adds, you know, the Yankees, again, very powerful lineup. A lot of people who could smack the baseball and are very, very good at it. Yeah, they love um, smacking balls. They do love smacking balls. Uh, I think this is a good trade. I think that this is a good
0: trade on one clause. Um, If this is the only trade that they make or the only major acquisition that they have out of this, um, it would not be the greatest trade for them. Um, I wouldn't
2: call it an utter failure, but it certainly wouldn't be good. Um, I mean, The Yankees are – I mean, you saw how Judge and Stanton did last season. They were great. But Gallo was not good on the Yankees. Labor Torres, I, I don't know what happened to him. DJ Lemayhu was not hitting like he was, even though he's still good. They're looking for a first baseman still. And a shortstop. So, uh, well, now I think Kiner Falefa would, might fill that spot. Or Torres, Kiner I I don't know how they want to ring. We'll see. I
0: think, I think that what this meant is that they're pretty confident that they're getting either Olsen, Rizzo, or uh, Freeman. We'll,
1: well, get, there. we'll get there.
0: We'll get there. Hey, asshole, we'll get there, Okay. You don't have to fucking rub it in my face. Matt Olson is still an athletic, okay? He's not in Atlanta yet.
2: He's still on the plane. Um, the, oh, wait, really quick. The Yankees, the only other moves they made this offseason, I believe, were Tim Locastro and Jose Peraza. Yes! Tim Locastro! Yes. If they're looking for hitting. They're not getting it from them either. So honestly, No, but they are I... getting speed. <laughs>
1: yeah. Speed. I am speed. Speed. Yeah. <laughs> can we get that on a a t-shirt i i I just i
0: just i just love the brock baker impression of lightning mcqueen because it's really just him pretending to be owen wilson doing the oh wow i'm a car oh wow it's just so good all right fucking hell this show stinks uh Again, they must be pretty confident that they're getting one of the big names if they're going to go out and make this deal to clear cap space before they even have the player. Because Donaldson's on the last year or second to last year of his contract, and he's 35 years old. They're clearly not committing long-term to him. And although he's still very good as a hitter, he's clearly not as good as he once was. Uh, next, 13th of March, Nelson Cruz signs Nationals' one-year deal filling a roster spot, and Josh has a lot of strong opinions about it. Go.
2: <laughs> uh, Nelson, I, I love Nelson Cruz as a player, but... He, I mean, obviously has been in the AL as a DH for a very long time. The ageless one. He, I mean, at some point, despite the team he's on now, he's going to drop off. He's just getting older. He's still hitting so many home runs. He's, he hits for power. He's great. He's on the nationals now. I don't know why the nationals did it, but just looking at it from his perspective, Hmm. he now is on a national league team after all this time. He, he, is in a division now that has some of the best pitchers in baseball. Like the Braves, Mets, and Marlins have great rotations. Nelson Cruz has not even seen most of these pitchers in his career. He's going to have to either figure it out quick or he's going to have a really hard time there. Or he's going to hit moonshots.
1: Or that. You got to imagine, though, that this is, this is a big step up for the Nationals in particular. Again, like you look – the Nationals managed to suck so badly with Juan Soto. I, I, I don't think it confuses me a little bit because, I, again, Nelson Cruz seems like he's kind of they're, they're trying to take that little bit of a step, but I don't really think that they're really in the position to be contenders right
0: now. I think they're having a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah. Uh, I think they need to, you know, because we, we've, we've talked about a lot even in this episode about how um they really aren't in a position to re you know they're they're
2: rebuilding or at least retooling um they, they, I, it's yeah no i mean just specifically for nelson Cruz, though you're going to now play in a division where you're going to be in a bunch of pitcher friendly parks yeah if that, he mean, could if he could America. somehow
0: still if he could somehow still dominate or, or or even give us you know the level that he was at last year uh, it'll kind of show us a lot about Nelson Cruz here. I think this is a good challenge for him. Um, so the Philadelphia Phillies added a hand in their bullpen. Uh, I'm not sorry. Left-handed reliever Brad Hand goes to the Phillies on a one-year $6 million contract. I'd have a lot to
2: say, but the Phillies do this every year, and it never works. Hey, the Mets were looking in hand and Familia, but the Phillies got them both. So.
1: LMAO, yours, Familia. L-Ratio, you fell off. I was gonna say that uh, that that signing in particular was not a particular the uh I was I was not said to see Familia leave.
0: For the that's record besides, that's a the point. I, I, I live in New York, right? I don't think that's gonna blow heads off. And no, so right. I live I live in the greater New York City area and I go to a lot I've been to a lot of Mets games. Every single game this is not a joke. Every single Mets game that I've gone to that Yuri's Familia pitched, he blew the save. Seriously. Even during his like crazy stretch where he had like fifty straight saves or something like that, I was at I was at the game that his streak ended. Like every single time I've ever seen Familia pitch, he's blown the save. So uh including the one that Mets fans don't like to talk about. Uh so this isn't about him. We didn't want to drag him through the mud. Uh Brad Hand, I heard good things about him. And if
2: the Mets were looking at him, then, you know, I guess he must have I mean, been they, at least They needed a lefty. The Mets have had a lefty the past three years now that they signed to a one-year deal and he does well and he's gone they had justin loop in 2019 they had chase and shreve in 2020 and aaron loop last season they they need a lefty in the bullpen they have like no lefties on their entire team you don't need to but it helps to have the situational lefty especially one you could rely on
0: i also doubt that cohen's done he's not done he's gonna make another move here no there's uh, just
2: not a lot of bullpen help available anymore so it yeah. kind of missed opportunities on some of them
0: i don't know that well andrew chafin's still available he's the oakland guy i don't know if he signed yet uh
2: i don't think he did but that's did. a good option yeah Not i don't think favorite, he's a lefty but though but he's okay. a good option
0: uh okay let's so so the, the, to, to briefly summarize our thoughts on this uh yeah sure it's a good signing for the phillies but like has this ever worked nope so why is it going to work now? Um, I'll believe it when I see it. All right, somebody else talk about it. I'm not even going to say shit. Fucking somebody else talk about it. Uh.
1: So the Braves ended up picking up Matt Olson from the Oakland Athletics. Uh, uh. In exchange for uh, Christian, I want to say his name, Patch. Uh, Shea Langir Pache. Pache. Shea Lang Langeers. you want to, you want you want to crack me there too, Jeff? Langalier, Langaliers, Ryan Kusick and uh, Joey Estes. I, I think this is, I again, like I know you doesn't want to talk about, it, but this is a good trade. I mean, you're assuming Fre- Freddie Freeman's gone. Um, you need to be able to somewhat match the output that Freddie Freeman gave, and I, I feel like Matt Olson's a a pretty solid, uh replacement pretty solid huh yeah just that just just solid i mean you're also replacing freddie freeman
0: yeah no it, to be serious he's not going to replace the emotional and, and leadership impact that freddie freeman had in atlanta but uh matt Olson right now is a better baseball player than freddie freeman matt olsen is the best baseball player on planet earth that's not true but we can pretend it is
2: Last season, the stats show it, but I'm still going to say Freddie Freeman is slightly better overall. They're both in the top five. I'm going to well, career
0: that. career overall. Yeah, I mean Freeman does. He's got him by a landslide, but
2: I think that this is an upgrade for the Braves. I think that I'm going to go kill myself now or drown myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the biggest upgrade, if any. I mean, they depleted their already bottom ten farm system. They traded their one, two, six, and fourteen prospects for him. Yeah. For well, now. Yeah. Well, now they got a uh, two years. I think too.
1: Yeah, so this two. is
0: the, this is their all-in push then.
1: I was going to say this this is pretty much it for the Braves in my opinion. Like this, this is. is they are pushing now. Obviously, they won a World Series last year. Um, this is this is going to be it. We already knew that the Braves are kind of on their last licks already. Last year was a little bit more of a surprise, I would say. Um, for if sure. If they're going to do it, they got to do it now, and that's why I specifically like this trade. Um, in four or five years, the Braves are going to be significantly worse, probably sooner than they are now. Um, so again, I like the trade. Yeah. I like it too.
0: Yeah, the, no, it's I hard for
2: me to like it from, if I was a Braves fan, seeing all these prospects go, especially Pache, who I know is bad in the majors, but he's a great fielder. I have confidence he'll be better at hitting and Langoliers who The Braves definitely could have used him as a catcher. I think he's going to be really good, and the A's should be happy to have him. But it's yeah, we're not. I'm sorry, but it's I don't I don't speak for the A's. I speak for me. It's people are going to look at this and be like, "Well, they didn't get Freddie Freeman because they they got Matt Olson. Is that an upgrade? It doesn't matter. How many more wins is that going to contribute, if any? You lost Freddie Freeman. You replaced him with someone similar in some ways." So if you didn't get Freeman back and you were stuck with no first baseman, obviously you're going to have more losses. You replace him with Olsen you get back up to what you would have gotten. So if they were a 90 win team before losing Freeman, getting Olsen, they're still probably a 90 win team.
0: Okay, I just thought of something really funny. What if they signed Freeman again? I know it's not going to happen, but how hysterical would that be? Hey, they
2: have a DH. You never know, but yeah, but like
0: both of those guys are Gold Glove first (laughs) basemen.
2: No, obviously it's not going to happen.
0: It's not like one of them is a dog shit fielder. Like that
2: would be. I we would just sit here for if that
0: happens. By the way, we are going to take the next episode and just spend an hour shitting on the Atlanta Braves. Okay. And, and, and Tim is, is muted. I don't know what happened, but...
1: Sorry, my roommate knocked on my door. Oh, I got you. So I had to All go right. address that situation.
0: We, get, we got two moves left. We'll talk about one really quickly. We're going to go... We're going to break the time loop here. We're going to break the chronological order here because I want to talk about something that happened while we were taking the midterm. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon's going to Milwaukee. Interesting we, choice. We spoke earlier on in the history of this podcast about how the Brewers needed to get better in the outfield and they needed to get better at Hitting. Uh, McCutcheon is not what he once was, but he's still very good. Uh, above average, certainly better than Jackie Bradley Jr.,
2: who they traded. Yeah,
0: yeah, shout out to the they voice track.
2: involving, yeah, they traded in a uh, trade involving a uh, Hunter Renfro. Who they Hunter got, Renfro. It's I an mean, outfield with. All right, so you have Lorenzo Cain still in center field. So I don't exactly know what they're planning on doing. Because Hunter Renfro's right field, Yelich is Renfro. left field. I don't know what they're planning on doing with McCutcheon. If someone's gonna be a DH there, yeah, maybe you, Renfro a DH. I don't know. Is he is Yelich but, a good fielder? I mean he must be if he's in left field still. But uh, not not if, necessarily, right? I mean I mean not necessarily,
0: but I mean, he's a gold glove winner. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was in 2014, but still. I mean, you don't win a gold glove once and get shit at fielding after
2: that. Uh, is Lorenzo
0: Kane a good fielder?
2: Uh, Well, he's center field, and he's still there at an older age. So I would think he has to be above, I mean, average at least. I would but certainly like, hope Their so. outfield can either Yeah, he's be a gold amazing. glove winner too. Okay. I mean, their outfield can be amazing, or it could be absolute garbage um Renfro I it's kind of relying on how Yelich does and I still think he can get not maybe MVP back to that but I I know he can play I just don't know what happened in the past two seasons
0: I think that Renfro will probably be the guy that play potentially this is this is this is Joey talking out of his ass right now and keep that in mind but I think Renfro could potentially be the DH my reasoning for that is that he's the only guy here who doesn't have a
2: Gold Glove award. <laughs> yeah, no, I. It's just McCutcheon's age that might change that from happening, but yeah, it's Renfro would probably be the DH in this case. Yeah, it's a depth
0: outfield piece. Maybe it's a bargaining chip. Uh, I doubt it though. Okay, so this is this this goes more into what we were talking about earlier, where we were confused as to we thought the Reds were going to be decent this year, uh, but they finalized a trade with the Mariners. Um, I'm going to say everything I, I, I have to say about this right now, and then I'm going to let the cool-headed people talk. The Mariners are finalizing a trade to acquire all-star outfielder Jesse Winker, third baseman Eugenio Suarez, in exchange for right-hander Justin Dunn, outfielder Jake Fraley in a 2019 second-round pick, and Brandon Williamson. And also a player to be named later, apparently. This is a great trade for the Mariners, um, but it's the Mariners. They'll fuck it up somehow. They always do. I
2: like your confidence. Chone Figgins. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jesse Winker had an amazing season when he was healthy last year. Eugenio Suarez, trouble hitting. We know he has power, and he's shown that he could be an all-star. They both made the all-star game once in their career. Uh, I mean, Suarez's career has been longer, but it's very low risk for the Mariners, who would gladly take the extra power and the better hitting. They really didn't have to give up much, even. And no. the red are just building, you know, for maybe a quick turnaround here. I know we didn't really talk about Chase Petty before from the Twins trade. I I looked at him even before he was drafted. He throws really fast and he's developing a slider. And I I would think he'd be pretty good. I kind of a good reason for seeing him be the only one traded for Sonny Gray. Um by the way, yeah. you you but
0: what Josh means by he
2: looked at him was he saw him in the back
0: of a food line one time. That that's what he means. No,
2: <laughs> he followed him home. <laughs> he doesn't live so far away. I think he's the <laughs> movie or something.
0: Josh is like, I know his social security code. I know.
1: <laughs> no, when not- I look at this trade, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I see more for the Reds than I do for, um. I do realistically for the Mariners. I think it's a good trade for the Mariners specifically. Again, like very ro- low risk. But at this point, why are you keeping Castellanos? It's it's obvious that the Reds don't feel like that they're in a position to win now. So why are you keeping your best player at its highest market value? Oh, Castellanos is a free agent.
2: Oh, is he really? Nice job. Yeah. Ed. It just uh, hasn't been a lot of talk about him, really, compared to some other out- No, because here.
0: as soon as you start talking about him, something terrible happens, and he hits a home run. <laughs>
2: That's just how it
0: goes. Your wife files for divorce, and Castellanos hits a three-run home run somewhere in America.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, the Reds got Jake Fraley, who's, uh, I don't know. He's not really that impressive. And then uh, yeah, that- Justin Dunn, who was actually involved in the Kellinick trade from the Mets to the Mariners. Uh, obviously, he was not the headliner there. Clearly. But, uh, he is still the uh, the potential to... Uh... He's truly a guy in the major leagues. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he really didn't show all that he could do for the Mariners, the few starts he made for them. But uh, he could turn He's... into something, and I don't blame the Reds for testing. It's clearly because he's on on the Mariners.
0: Look, people expect me to be like, you know, it's like that clip of McGregor being like, I want to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Like that's that's my opinions on what I've said about the Seattle Mariners and will continue to say about the Seattle Mariners. I want to thoroughly apologize to everybody who cannot handle the truth that I am correct. (laughs) And if I'm wrong, well... Shit, I don't have to be held accountable for it because I'm an idiot on the internet. Josh, I think your Wi-Fi is dead or my Wi-Fi is dead because somebody's cutting out like a biatch.
2: Oh, I I wasn't even talking.
0: Oh, then I think Tim is dead. No, I'm chilling. What the hell? All right. Then it's me. I'm just hearing I'm just hearing noises now. It's the the Mariners organization. Things. Yeah. They're, they're outside. They're in my walls. It's the, it's the Mar- ghost.
1: It's the ghost of the, uh, of the, the Seattle Mariners, the
0: ghost of Ken Griffey Jr. Just like yeah. rattling around my room. All right. Speaking of the ghost of, I got fu- i I'm tired. I am emotionally and mentally exhausted from today. Uh, by the time we talk next week, uh, I think it's, there's a potential we talk about the Cy Young and all that stuff, but, uh, who knows at this point, honestly, I mean, I'd just be surprised if Korea, story and Freeman and Rizzo and all them, you know, I feel like we'll still be talking about that stuff by this point next week. And I think spring training's supposed to start soon as well. So maybe talk Thursday. about that. Too. Yes.
1: All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Goodbye, world.